welcome to the Tutors of Life podcast, episode 62. This is your host, Sean Tudor. And this is Sam. Sam, what is the good news? I finally got a YouTube video posted. There we go. I had to switch programs completely, relearn how to edit videos, and it finally exported into YouTube. But now we have YouTubes. Uh Uh-huh. So there's only two up right now. It's my, uh, the f- phone one that is the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Um, which maybe now that I have a f- editing app, I might be able to actually fix that. I'll try. Okay. Um, and then the episode with Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. So that's very exciting. V excites. V excites. So I, now I, we just have like 12 episodes to catch up on. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to feel about posting the hour and 45 minute episode uh-huh. because we had microphone troubles in the middle of it yeah. and it is going to take forever to post because the longer the video, the bigger the file and the one with Kyle was an hour and 15 minutes and that one took two and a half or three hours to upload. Sounds like a good learning experience. I'm glad you say that. Mm -hmm. So thrilled. Mimi is such a heavy breather. Yeah, we were informed that you guys can hear her snoring and breathing. Hmm. What a little stinker. Mm Mm-hmm. That's okay. She's cute, so we keep her in here. That's true. Um, I'm also going to try to pay more attention to the microphones today um, in hopes that... They don't just cut out. Yeah. We have no idea why they did that. Nope. I got nothing. Um, But I have the backup microphone much closer to me this time, so I don't have to go climbing over cords and things. That's good. So. That's good. So if you're watching this, that is why I keep looking to my right. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. All right. Everybody, who is excited for a Tutors of Life tutor episode? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Always. Good deal. I suppose I'm I'm everyone. You're the only person that's responding yep. to me. I was informed by Sam that she gets sick of me going on very long rants where she does nothing but sit there. How do you feel about that, Sam? What am I supposed to do? I'm in a podcast. I can't go on my phone and tune you out like you do me. I listen to you. Really? Most of the time, unless I'm looking something up. That's a lie. Really? Yes. While on the podcast? Oh, no, not while on the podcast. Okay. In real life, you are 100% correct. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. I can't do that. So I get Mm -hmm. bored because I have to sit here for five minutes, listen to you go on and on and on and on. And I just have to... Try and pay attention for if there's ever a moment I need to respond to you. But doesn't that stuff intrigue you, Sam? Not when I hear it every day. Our audience likes it, hopefully. I'm glad they do. Has anyone told you? Hmm. Hmm. I'm sure that our Mm. 45-minute length sticker on there really terrified people. No. I think it's an hour 40, though. I think people liked it. The only thing that might have been annoying was the technical difficulties. Yeah. Other than that, everything else about that episode was fire. 
I'm so happy I don't listen to the whole episodes anymore. Yeah. Anyhow, okay, let's get into this. What are we talking about today, Sam? Um, you told me and I forgot. Uh, wealth building. Wealth building. I got there. Um, so. Obviously, we went for Sean's topic, not mine. Yes, yeah, Sam's topic is our struggles and how we plan to overcome them. Well, and how we have been. So that's next week's episode if you want to yeah. listen to that. Yeah. I sleepy today. Anyhow. Our listeners are going to love listening to you yawn. I just keep yawning. I'm drinking tea. I'll wake up, I swear. So, I'm thinking, or so I wanted to do stuff, uh, I want to do a tutor episode on wealth building. That is It was something. a request. It was, it, was, it was a request of sorts. Yes. Um, a good friend of mine told me he thinks uh, I should be discussing topics like that. And I was like, okay, cool, I'm going to do that because I really like topics like that. So... They also didn't know we have a podcast. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. He's like, hey, you got, you should, he said, you know, hey, you should make a YouTube or social media about wealth building and passive income and stuff as like a young gentleman, young entrepreneur. And I'm like, oh, dude, I already do that kind of, so I just need to do that topic more. So here we are. Babe, yeah. I forgot to mention something in our intro. Yeah. This is our one year episode. Really? Yeah. Our first episode came out on January 24th of 2021. Holy shit, dude. Mm-hmm. One year of podcasting. One year of podcasting. Congrats to us. Congratulations. Thank you. There you Me go. too. Yeah. All right. So this one I'm going to talk about on wealth building. Most people do not think about building wealth. They do not think about acquiring assets. They just think about acquiring liabilities. Oh, I know why you want to talk about this. Because it was a request? No, because someone also mentioned to you as well this weekend. About how you should buy about liability. And you said that's not how investing works. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that until you brought that up. Um, Here's the deal. You should be thinking about your wealth. And so your wealth is essentially your balance sheet. Um, And so your balance sheet lists out what your assets, less your liabilities are. So what are your assets? What are your liabilities? Assets are things that... Bring your net worth up. Liabilities are things that bring them down. Now, utilizing liabilities can really beef up your asset column by loans okay. for houses, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Question. Yeah. Can an asset turn into a liability depending on the market? What? Yeah, just like a liability can turn into an asset. Okay, cool. Just wondering. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, this is, this is how I'm going to break it down. So, <clears throat> net worth. You see people's net worth. Um, so you like look up uh, so-and-so's net worth. A lot of things play into a net worth. Um, things people own. So how much equity people have in real estate plays into net worth. Valuations of people's businesses. Um, how much liquid cash you have. 
Do you have cryptocurrencies? Do you have stocks? Um, do you have notes payable to yourself uh, You know, from someone? Things like that are going to give you your net worth, right? Yeah. You like it? I love it. You following it? Sure. Okay. So this is what I'm going to say. Simple, nice, and easy. How I have increased my net worth over the last couple years. What I started out doing was pretty much only worrying about building a business. Because if you have a self-running business, that's key. You need it self-running. If you have a self-running business or pretty much self-running, you play a minimal role in it, you then have a sellable business Mm -hmm. as long as it's profitable and people want the business which obviously mine was so then once you have a sellable business what you can sell your business for would be typical standard is 2.5 times whatever your net income is okay so if your net income is $100,000 a year, your business is self-running, you could probably safely sell your business for $250,000. Okay. All right. So I spent a few years building, well, five years building a business that was sellable. Once I had a sellable business, I decided to sell it. I mean, yeah, you could have sold it sooner, but... Right. We waited. You waited for the right time. Right. And so, I sold it for my 50% of my... So, my 50% of net income for the year um, multiplied by 2.5% is what I sold my shares for. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so just my net worth, right, would have been that amount, okay, just, just what the business is, plus any cash I had on hand, um, any stocks, bonds, cryptocurrencies, stuff like that I had on hand, right? Mm-hmm. But in my last year of growing the business, I decided, well, Ryan and I decided to start investing in real estate pretty aggressively we had a couple rentals together at this point um i think we had three we had three group home rentals at this point Uh, but this past year we decided to get into investing pretty aggressively and started building up a portfolio so all the properties we bought that were under value that we added value to through repairs, prettying up the property, getting new tenants in that pay an, a premium, those things brought the value of our property up, giving us more equity in the property. That equity portion, so your equity is everything over what you owe on the loan so if your property is valued at two hundred thousand dollars you owe one hundred thousand dollars on the mortgage 
you have a hundred thousand dollars in equity which means your net worth has increased by one hundred thousand dollars you following sam yes are you liking it yes okay so i now had a sellable business i had equity in real estate right so i sold my business for a lot of equity plus some cash payout mm -hmm. so that in turn went and gave me a net worth of so whatever my business was selling for right what i, what I sold my business for mm -hmm. i got that equity amount in properties um, plus then some cash right so that is how i built my net worth up so why net worth is important is if you do commercial if you get commercial lending um to get loans things like that these banks want to know your personal financial statement your personal financial statement is essentially your balance sheet of life it shows your net worth the higher your net worth the more likely you are to get lended to so by building up my net worth i am building up my likelihood of getting loans following yeah and don't they because what really helps is like if a property makes you money they're more likely to give you another loan oh yeah so all the loans are like all the loans you get are property by property does that property make sense and stuff like that mm -hmm. um it's just a lot easier to get a loan if you have a good personal financial statement backing that yeah right yeah so yeah yep it's definitely so so if i go so this is what i do all the time to my banker i go hey here's this property this is so so i'm just gonna break it down with a real life example um so i go to my banker travis at uh, sterling bank he's 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 the og make sure to use him if you're in the area um i say hey I have this property, it's a duplex. I'm purchasing it at $93,000, okay? Mm -hmm. $93,000. When I am done with the rehabs, and I list out the rehabs, so I have to do a half, half of the roof needs to be redone. Um, we need to update uh, the flooring. We need to paint, we need to do some trim. We need to do new outlets and fixtures. And then we need to clean it up and get new tenants in at a higher rent. We got to do that in both units. Um, the total repair budget, I believe, was around $25,000. Okay. So I go, I have a $93,000 purchase price. I have $25,000 in repairs, putting us all in at math and shit, Sam, what would that be? One seventeen, one eighteen, hundred eighteen thousand dollars. There you go. 
we will be in $118,000 for this property. So, I believe the property, once it's rented, will be worth $155,000. Why I believe it'll be worth that is because I will be getting $15.50 a month in rent from tenants. So, that is the 1% rule, essentially. So, what I do then is I go... $93,000, I put 10% down on that $93,000, so I put $9,300 down to acquire the property. I spend the $25,000 on repairs. I get two new tenants in to bring up the value of the property. And now that that property is stabilized, I have year leases, it's updated. Now the property's worth 155. So I will get a cash out refinance up to 75% of what that property is worth. Um, and so I believe this one was a hundred, I think we ended up just agreeing on 105,000. 105,000, right? Or is it 115,000? 115,000. So it'll be 115,000 um, is what the loan will be at. So the loan's going to be at 115,000. The valuation will be at 155, okay? So that gives me $40,000 in equity, okay? So that adds $40,000 to my net worth. Since I'm doing a cash out refinance, I get all of my money less $3,000 because my total in is going to be around 118,000. The loan's going to be around 115,000 once it's stabilized. So I'm leaving $3,000 into the deal. However, I am receiving back around oh that 6 plus 25 31 mm -hmm. around $31,000 I will get back out. We following? Yeah. Um and so what happens here? So now that I have this refinance property, my cash flow a month. And so when I do my cash flow, banks calculate their own cash flow. Um, I send them my sheet for how I take my cash flow, which mine ends up showing less cash flow than their formula. My formula though, I pay the mortgage, I pay property taxes, insurance, I pay the management company, I pay 8% for maintenance, I pay 8% for capital expenditures, um, and then if I have to pay water or sewer or whatever, or any utilities, um, and then I get the cash flow, anything over that, um, which this specific property is $250 a month in cash flow. Um, but that $250 a month is like, I don't have to worry about this property. If something goes wrong, I've saved for it. It's covered. I've got $3,000 into this property. So I'm going to have a cash on cash return, um, of 100%. The, wait, no. Yeah, that'll be it. Right. What 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So cash on cash return of 100%. So uh, I'll make my money back within one year. Um, and then I get 250 a month and I added 
$40,000 to my net worth. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, so what the, we were, you talked about that because of the PFS. Because of the personal financial statement. So when you show, so now I, I go to the bank with this deal. I say, hey, I'm going to have a cash flowing property. I'm going to have a property with 25% equity into it. That's going to help build up my per- personal financial statement, going to help build up my net worth, um, and I'm adding cash flow. Mm-hmm. Um, so the bank goes, yeah, dope, that's a good deal. We'll finance it. Awesome. We do the deal. Mm-hmm. I do my part, they do their part, and everybody's happy. And then you add it to your PFS, and then you can get another one, and mm-hmm. another one. And this is why the rich can get richer. Right. Not that I'm rich. No. But I'm Sean. <laughs> this, but this is, I mean, how we've been building wealth. That's how I've been building wealth. Yep. Yep. We've been building wealth. Yep. So, this is where passive income and wealth can essentially meet together um, and live in a good space, but then also where you need to be conscious of what you want right now. Do you want more passive income or do you want more net worth? Um, and why I say that. So this property right here, my goal my goal was passive income. Um, and I, my goal is still passive income, but I need to focus on net worth too because the cash flow board game taught us that. That's true. Plus you do have a goal, so... You want to get that. For what? Um, don't you have like a net worth goal by the time you're... I've already reached it. Okay, never mind. Um, <clears throat> so, what, what I'm talking about is the property I just gave the example is in a C-class area. Um, I could go over classes and stuff about this some other time. That property is not going to appreciate very much, okay? So it's kind of just, as the market goes up, it's going to go up with inflation. Nothing extra, nothing spectacular. That property is just a passive income property. Mm -hmm. That's it. I'm not getting much wealth off of it. I mean, what I am getting, I'm getting debt pay down. Um, Someone is paying my mortgage, which is giving me more... um, debt pay down, which is increasing my equity, which is increasing my net worth. So yes, in 25 years, I will have a paid off property um, that's cash flowing and it'll have appreciated with the market, right? But it's going to be nothing crazy that would allow me to go purchase something massive, okay? Right. So here is where you have to play a game. Are you in it for appreciation more or are you in it for cash flow more? So when you look at a property, right, and you look at the 1% rule, that's hunky-dory, that's good, right? That is like should be close to a staple. But I'm young, right? I'm young and already financially free. Mm Mm-hmm. I have cash flow goals, so I'm going to keep trucking towards my cash flow goals, um, and I'm going to do that through 
adding more of these burr. So the properties I just talked about are burr properties. So when I refer to burr properties, that's the type of property I'm talking about. So I'm gonna keep adding through burr properties and through Airbnbs. So where I'm heading next is going to say why the Airbnbs is a good option. So Sam and I are gonna look at houses in the mountains and houses on the ocean or near, not on the ocean, I ain't that fucking rich, near the ocean, right? Right. So a house near the ocean is going to appreciate better. I mean, so we, we're going to probably shop in B plus areas, B plus A minus areas. Oh, yeah. Um, near the ocean or in the mountains. That shit is going to appreciate a lot better than my duplex in a C-class neighborhood. In Eau Claire, Wisconsin. In Eau Claire, Wisconsin. So we're going to purchase South Carolina, Florida area. Florida is really, really hot right now, so we might want to stick to South Carolina for a bit. Yeah. Um, but we'll kind of, we're, we're test that. That's part of our 12-week year, and we'll discuss that maybe uh, Friday, for Friday. We'll discuss our 12-week year a little bit. Yeah, we can. Um. So we'll be getting rolling into our 12-week year, and, and part of that is we're going to find our first area that we are going to invest in. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Sam, yes. how, how are you liking listening? I'm loving this. Are you actually liking this? Yeah. Okay. You like this, but you don't like me going on conspiracy theory rants. Um, to be honest, uh, wait, do you want me to be honest on yes, the podcast? honest. Um, I definitely have been dozing off. Wow, Sam, we gotta get you into. We gotta, we gotta get you involved. This is all like I already know all of this, and I'm not talking. So I just like it. I'm just warm and cozy and babysitting, and I just want to cuddle up and well, fall asleep. Do you, you want to talk a little bit? Or you just want me to keep going? I, I don't know what you want me to say. Okay, well I'll keep going. That's what I figured. I like talking anyhow. You guys know I like talking. You love talking. I just like talking. So, anyways. I'm 26. I need to focus on building equity and net worth because when you buy a property, so say say we go buy an Airbnb near the ocean, okay? Mm-hmm. Say we buy it for five hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, okay? More people are moving to the ocean, whatever. We're using it for an Airbnb. That property is becoming, there's only a finite amount of properties there, right? It's becoming more and more valuable, more and more valuable. So that property might go up to a $750,000 property in the next five years, right? Right. So we just added $250,000 in equity, not including the amount we already put down on the property for equity. Um, So say, you know, so we have $250,000 extra in equity. Okay. That's impressive. Right? Like, that's good. Just by holding it for five years. Right. Depending on how markets go and shit, right? But we, we've we saw, or at least I've saw, I was looking at properties. Um, this, this has, this is so far off that it doesn't even make sense. But I was looking at properties in 2014, okay? In Punta Gorda, Florida. I was, and then I decided to look at the same properties in 2020. So that's before we had the massive increase in the market. So I haven't even checked since then. So from 2014, wait, did I say 2013, 2014? You said 2014. 2014. 2014 
until 2020, six years, those properties in 2014 were around 150,000, okay? So it was three bed, two bath, canal access with a pool was around 150 grand and I saw multiple of them on the MLS, multiple. Mm -hmm. 2020, I was looking because Sam and I were talking about getting to Airbnbs. We found a hand, like not even a handful, we found a couple of those properties and they were all 350 to 450. Oh, yeah. So, six years. In six years, those properties went up 200 to $300,000. And I haven't even looked what they went to now because I'm sure it's just asinine. Yeah, I've been too afraid. I, I don't even want to look. I was hearing, I was hearing of people, um, uh, talking of how they're there. So, they brought they bought property in Florida in 2020 um and their neighbors were selling their properties for twice what they par- paid for their similar one right so 2020 they were buying their property for $400,000 in Florida they had friends selling theirs for 730 so not quite twice but 730 for a similar property right next door a year and a half later oh a year and a half later. Think of how good of a buy that was for the people that bought at 400000 in 2020. Right. So the people buying those at those super expensive prices, mm-hmm. are they going to, like, do you think those housing prices are going to go down and they're going to lose out of money? Or do you think um, um, I, they'll probably stay that high? No, I don't necessarily think they'll stay that high because of interest rates and stuff. Um, but what I do think is... Well, Florida is also a really hot hot spot. A lot of people from California are moving there and stuff. Um, so, I mean, that's helping with the inflation a lot. It's a very sought-after place, Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, as the interest rates increase, we're going to see prices of houses drop. That's not going to affect any of these people who bought as long as they do not try to sell or refinance their house. Mm, okay. Selling and refinancing is going to hurt them because the property is not worth as much anymore. Right. But as long as they keep their current mortgage, they're fine because they're already in at a, a rate that they they can sustain. Right. Yep. So if they like lose their income, they are S-O-L. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. 100%. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. So do you think there's going to be lots of foreclosures coming yep. up? Okay. Yep. People that overbought and lose their income or have a correction in income, whatever it is, and they can't afford, they will not be able to sell their property because they're going to owe more than the market is willing to pay. That's where we're going to see a lot of foreclosures and that's where people are going to get in a lot of trouble. Right. Yep. Um, but they they are saying like for, for the industry average... A lot more people are buying in cash and a lot more people are putting a lot of money down. So that really only pertains to the people who weren't putting a lot of money down. Dang, that's genius. I like didn't think about doing that. Hmm. I just like I wouldn't have thought about like how uh, with prices like being higher, it, it makes more sense to put more money down. Yeah, but not really um, because the interest rates are so low. That it makes more sense to use that free money mm. than to put more of your money down. 
Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, because then you can take your money and invest it in something else. Right. When interest rates were 2.75%, that's less than inflation. You, It makes sense to borrow money at that. Yeah. Borrow as much as you can. Um, so, so that's where uh, that's at. Um, so back to that 250000 equity I would have gained um, in that Airbnb. Right? This is hypothetical, but follow me. That two hundred fifty thousand I gained, right? Mm-hmm. How many? So, so say during that time as an Airbnb, maybe I'm only cash flowing five hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But keep in mind, for me to acquire that property, I'm most likely going to have to put twenty percent down. So I'm going to have to put a hundred thousand dollars down. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting like a one percent return on my money. Okay. Right. One percent return on my money not a good return. I do not recommend this. Right. But say that's where you are. Well, actually, 500 times 1250, so that'd be actually a 10% return. You get a 10% return on your money. It's going to take 10 years to recoup your money. Nope, 20 years, 5%. Math and shit. Wow. So anyways, you get a 5% return on your money. But now that you have this 250000 in equity, you have debt pay down. You have your initial hundred thousand you put in. So you're sitting around four hundred thousand dollars. Okay. What can you buy with four hundred thousand dollars down? Right. So depending on what kind of loan you get, you could do a commercial property with ten percent down and get an apartment or something. Okay. So you could buy a $4 million property from that one Airbnb you bought that, because of appreciation. It, like, if you got like a multi, like a multiplex, you could get so many apartments with it. Yes. So if you can buy something that's $4 million from one property and you 1031 exchange it so you're not getting hit with any tax implications, okay... Do you think, as long as you get a good deal, right? Right. You think that $4 million apartment complex might bring you in a little more cash flow than that one Airbnb? Hell yeah, well. I'm thinking it's going to bring you in a little more. Yep. And that is the power, right, of using net. uh, That's the power of finding appreciating assets. Maybe you're not getting as much cash flow, but we're young. We're 26, right? Fuck it. Even until you're 50, what, so whenever you whenever you want to retire, right? So say say you're like, okay, I want to retire when I'm 50, all right? I plan to work till I'm 50. That gives me 24 years, okay? 24 years, I can sit here and I can build appreciation. I can build appreciation. I can build appreciation. I have to still get good deals. I do not want to be buying deals that I'm losing money on. Me personally, I don't. Some people with higher income... They can do that all day long and it pays off leaps and bounds for them. Mm-hmm. Massive, massive returns. I do not have the income anymore since I sold my business to be doing moves like that. Um, so I have to be a little more conservative. So I still have to make sure I'm not losing money on deals. But if I got 24 years to play this game and every six to 10 years I can add that kind of equity onto a property... I could start with $100,000 down on a property, 
play the appreciation game and jump, right? Mm-hmm. In six years, I could take that 100 and I could turn it into, say, 300, okay? Okay. I do that jump again and do a bigger property. That 300 turns into 900, okay? Mm-hmm. I take that jump and I do that jump again. That 900 turns into fuck 2.7 million okay mm-hmm. 2.7 million i get one more jump okay so whatever the hell that comes out to 5.5 5 point no because it's times three so six oh well just say just say you're not going that say say you're not getting as good a returns as you go up with higher money whatever say you're at five million 5.5 million okay 5.4 million we're at 5.4 million from doing a jump starting at a hundred thousand I was not really getting much of a return on that necessarily, but I just kept jumping and jumping. So over 24 years, I essentially had four cycles, um, four cycles where I was able to get my equity, triple my equity, boom, 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 boom. Um, And then, because tripling your equity isn't insane, right? Like a lot of people it happened to. Yeah. Especially as you get into bigger houses or bigger apartment complexes, that's like, that's not just, oh, I'm making $100,000 on an apartment complex. No, you could two, three, four X your money in something like that. Um, so now, I'm 50 years old. I want to retire. I have $5 million. <clears throat> I could probably buy something that would allow me to retire very, very comfortably. Um, with $5 million, you're probably going to have to find a property um, that you, 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 you would probably put 20% down in that essence yeah you know yeah oh yeah um so i don't know what the hell would that be you could buy a 40 million dollar property is that what it'd be if five million dollars is 20 percent mm-hmm. uh five times by four so 20 million and that's not no nope. right five times by five 25 million no you're still way off am i, I 250 I don't know. Anyhow, you'd be able to buy a pretty big fucking property. Why is math so difficult? Right. If five million is twenty percent, take it to hundred percent. You just times it by five. Yeah, that makes sense. Twenty-five million. Yeah, good call. Wow. I might be the dumber one here. So you'd be at twenty-five million dollar property. Um. So. That $25 million property would probably set you up pretty good. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's all just playing off of that net worth. It's all just playing off of building wealth. Does that make sense? Yeah. Do you like that? Yeah. Is that pretty much exactly what we learned in the cash flow quadrant game? Yep. Yes. So once, so my, my main goal was to get myself financially free which we did, um, and we'll keep building on that, but that will not be our sole focus now. Right. Because now that we are financially free, which was our first step, now we can build wealth. Yep. And just like the Catch Bull Quadrant game, we'll just exchange some of our smaller properties to get bigger ones to increase that wealth. That's exactly right. So that was uh, that's wealth, wealth and one one, I guess. Um, can you only do it with real estate, or can you do it with other no. things? Okay. Do anything, right? So let's do it with stocks, okay? Okay. Um, you start investing in stocks when you're young. Uh, you get an average return of eight percent on your money over the past forty years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the past forty years, you get eight percent return on your money. It's compounded in an account. Um, so. 
as you add this money, it compounds, da da da, da going up by 8% on average for 40 years. Um, when you go to retire at 65, right, you've been putting in however much you put into your account. Um, and by the time you retire in 40 years, from 40 years of compounding, you have multiple millions of dollars to retire on. Damn. That's cool. Um, so you do it with stocks. You do it with cryptos. It doesn't you do anything. Can you do it by a, with a business or no? 100%. Businesses are the... Elon Musk, the richest man in the world. Yeah. Business. Because so Jeff you, Bezos, business. Do you just, I mean, like expand the business you have, or can you like buy like other businesses to buy bigger businesses? Both. Okay, cool. So yeah, I mean, look, so if you look at Tesla, yeah, just Tesla, right? They went, they went public. Stocks were bought. They that stock ran up to two thousand dollars. Then it did a four-way split down to 500. That stock's back up to right now like 923, but it was up to like 1,200. Um, so why that business or why Elon Musk is so rich is because his he owns Tesla stock. He still owns a share of Tesla or, you know, a portion of Tesla. Um, so as that company's valuation increases through their quarterly reports of how well the company's doing mm-hmm. um, and the outlook of the company, what their mission is and shit like that. The company valuation is going up. Um, so Elon Musk is becoming wealthier and wealthier, wealthier. That's why he's the richest man in the world right now. That's cool. That's awesome. Same thing, Jeff Bezos and Amazon. Yeah. So business, business. If you are interested in growing a business, that is going to be get you the wealthiest, the fastest. That's I good. highly recommend doing business. I feel like depending on your business. Well, yeah, I mean, of course, depending on your business. I mean, if you're self-employed, it doesn't count. Um, I'm talking a business where your plan is to grow that bitch big. Yeah. Then corporate. corporate. Corporate level. Corporate. Yeah. Where you do not you you have a big sellable business. Yeah. Cool. So that's what I have for everybody. Check us out on tutorsoflife.com for blogs and tutors of life on the Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're watching, you'll see there's another new one right there. Sam built another one. Yep. So uh, I think I'm going to start posting them on Instagram. Mm. I might have said that before. But yeah. I think I'm going to start. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys... If you follow us on Instagram, you can start seeing some of the sets we have on our background. Perf. Cool. All right. Bye, everybody. See ya. See ya.